got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video is Bitcoin and cryptocurrency about to go through a Darwinian event that will wipe out 90% of altcoins. Well, it's a very important question because when I w when I first got into the cryptocurrency space in July 31st, July 31st of 2017, I watched a massive altcoin cycle. It was the ICO bubble. Many different altcoins were being formed, tested, and growing rapidly. Many of these cryptocurrencies, like Neo, formerly known as AntShares, EOS, uh, Tron. Many of these projects that were very big back then are next to nothing right now. They're very, very low on coin market cap or they're just completely dead. And what we saw happen in 2018 during that bear market was striking. A vast majority of these altcoins that were massively highly performing in 2017 began to die. Many of the highest cap cryptocurrencies in 2017, Dash is another good example, Monero, many of these cryptocurrencies have slid far down coin market cap into oblivion and for whatever reason one reason or another they don't have very much market share at all anymore and others have come to take their place are we going to see the same darwinian style event take out 90 percent of the altcoins during this bear market which we just called yesterday i think well you're gonna have to wait to see what i think but that's what we're going to be discussing today i am joined as always by ta tim how you doing tim what's up everybody happy friday good friday good, we friday. Got a good show lined up got a lot of great talking points and i'm really interested to get into that ta and then that discussion here afterwards so yeah, yeah we got a great show lined up for you guys if you don't know what a darwinian event is essentially what it is is where a massive event comes in and it wipes out a massive number of species which are not able to sustain Sustain and withstand the new forces on the ecosystem. For example, if you were to have a massive tsunami come and wipe out a certain region, then it might take out an entire species in that area, whereas another species, it might not do that too. It's whenever you have a black swan event come in and it takes out a massive number of species, but some live, but the vast majority that were not suited to this new ecosystem do not. Are we about to see the same thing in cryptocurrency? We are also joined today by T-Shroom. How you doing, T? I'm doing well, and I am also doing better than I deserve. Oh, hey there we go. And I've All got right, some Ramsey. green names that could be red. Okay. And I will go ahead and read them. Crypto Sec Guy, Sultan of Salt. Groovy, Matt C. Groovy, Sultan of Salt, Matt C. And I'm noticing that I'm repeating some of these, so I'm going to skip forward. Brad Gable. <laughs> I'm sure they don't mind. Gaydell. Brad Gaydell. Agent Gold, Matt C. Never can get enough of a Matt C. Dennis Pizarka. Yes. He's got such a cool last name. That's, uh, just, that's such a fun name. Adam Rourke. That's a good name also. Philly fan 61. Yeah, by the way, Tim, it's not Philippians. He's Philly fan. <laughs> hey, Philippians 61 he got, sounds cooler. He got, he got on to you on that yesterday. Philippians 4-8, but hey, not Philippians. to me, you're Philippian. <laughs> to me, you're O-M-A-C, Silvadola. I'm curious what OMAC stands for. <laughs> Dola. Silvadola. Dollar. Silvadola. And we'll cut it off. Right there. My well, the philosopher. Right. What the philosopher? You yeah, can't there's miss a philosopher. philosopher. Not philosopher. That's the coolest name in chat right there. Boom. All I know is that when I was in third grade, my bus driver gave me a silver dollar. Just handing them out. I don't know where it went, but I had a silver dollar at one point. I'm mm. serious. Yeah, it was great. I think it was a silver dollar. That's a thing, right? Am I misremembering? Probably. Yeah, no, it's there. It, yeah. It's thing. I used to have one. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, guys, we got a lot to talk about today. We are going to be talking about whether or not 90% of altcoins are about to crash, burn, and boom, blow up. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of the projects that were big back in 2017 that are nothing right now, or they are very far down coin market cap. Let's start with Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash was trading in the top five at one point. If we go back here on coin market cap, now coin market cap has moved their stuff around quite a bit, but I believe we can go somewhere here. I'll talk while I find it. Uh, uh, Bitcoin Cash was a result of the block size wars back in uh, 2017. What that was, was a time where people were arguing whether or not we should see 
see. We're just going to go to uh, November 12th. That'll do for 2017. People were arguing whether or not Bitcoin should have a much larger block size so that more transactions could fit through it. And what ended up happening is SegWit came through and about doubled the amount. Uh, SegWit, to, uh, SegWit came through and about doubled the size of the... Uh, it helped to reduce the size of transactions on Bitcoin so that more transactions could fit in one block, thus increasing the transactional capacity of the Bitcoin network. But another solution to that problem of the block size issue was Bitcoin Cash. Uh, some people uh, headed up by Roger Veer, who used to be known as Bitcoin Jesus. Uh, he was one of the biggest advocates for Bitcoin Core, as they call it, original Bitcoin, which is the Bitcoin we know and love today. He came up with many other people and they hard forked Bitcoin into Bitcoin Cash. And it was actually trading rank number three at the time. It had a quarter of Bitcoin's market capitalization. It was trading at 1,388 bucks. I think it was a complete ripoff. People that were in Bitcoin Cash said that it was the original Bitcoin. And that is frankly not true at all. <laughs> Gonna have a firm stance on that one. But the point is, it's one of the casualties of the 2018 Darwinian event. Dash is another one. We're gonna look at Dash here in a second. Litecoin used to be ranked number six. Monero was ranked number seven. Neo, IOTA, NIM, ETH Classic, QTIM, Zcash, Omise Go, uh, a lot, Lisk, Cardano's down here at rank number 16. This is the first crypto. You have to go all the way down to rank number 16 even past XRP, because XRP is getting hit pretty hard right now, to find a cryptocurrency from 2017 that is doing anything close to well right now. US dollar Tether would jump up into the top 10 as well. But just take a look at some of those names. We're going to look at them. Dash, Monero, Neo, IOTA, NIM, ETH Classic. Those are not in the top 10 anymore. So instead, we've got Cardano, XRP. XRP is still up here. Tether's up here. Ethereum obviously hasn't moved. It's stayed number two. Binance USD didn't exist. Dogecoin, I don't even think existed back then. I think it got created in the beginning of 2018. I forget exactly. DOT didn't exist. Avalanche didn't exist. Tron actually has done all right for itself. Litecoin used to be ranked number three at one point. It slid all the way down to 20. We have to go a lot farther down to find other projects like Monero. It's sitting at 31. If we go and we look for something like NEO, formerly known as AntShares, back in early 2017, they had a rebrand. NEO is sitting at rank number 67. We wanted to look at a couple of others. If we go here and look at these, let's take a look. I'm just driving the point home, guys. I want you to know how serious what we're talking about here is. Let's look at IO Iota, NIM, and ETH Classic, and then we'll call it a day and move on here. Uh, Iota, Iota, Internet of Things application, rank number 60. It used to be in the top 10. NIM, NIM, XEM, rank number 92. ETH Classic, if we take a look at it, it used to be in the top 10, rank number 30. Most of the projects that were in the top 10, top 15 in 2017 no longer are. And most of them dropped out of the top 10, top 15 in 2018, early 2019, and they started getting replaced by the current batch of cryptocurrencies. And that's why we're calling what happened in 2018 and why we're discussing what may be about to happen in 2022, a Darwinian event. A massive force of nature came in, we'll call it. It was known as the bear market of 2018. And only the strongest survived. All of the other ones either completely and totally died or slid so far down the coin market cap that they are now into the realm of obscurity. And the question on the table today is, what projects are going to survive this next Darwinian event? Is Binance going to survive? Is XRP going to survive it? Is Cardano going to survive it? Solana, Binance USD, Dogecoin, Polkadot, Avalanche, Wrapped Bitcoin, Sheep, Tron, Dai, Polygon, Near Protocol, Kronos, which that might be one of them, Litecoin. Following historical trends based on what happened in 2018, probably seven, maybe five to six of the top 10 cryptocurrencies will barely be in the top 100 within the next four years. So which ones are they? And how do we explain why this kind of thing happens when we go into bear markets in the first place? Well, that's what we're going to be discussing today, but we're going to kick off with some Bitcoin technical analysis. And then in our discussion segment, we're going to dive deep into that question. But before we do, I do just want to bring you a word from our sponsor because today's show is brought to you by iTrust Capital. If you're looking to invest in cryptocurrencies for the long term, as you absolutely should be right now, then the best way to do it is with a retirement account in Bitcoin. It just so happens that iTrust Capital is the number one provider of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency retirement account services in the entire industry. If you're not protecting your crypto gains from those pesky taxes, then you should use our link down below to open up your account and you will get a $100 funding reward when you do. Guys, we only allow products that we trust, whose teams we know, whose 
use services we believe will be a benefit to you to sponsor our channel. We believe in iTrust Capital. We've met people over at the team. We think it's a great product and we really do recommend it. Uh, so make sure you check them out. The link is down below. If you have an IRA or even if you don't, you're considering opening one so that you can invest in crypto and save on those pesky taxes and defer them. But let's go ahead and jump on to some Bitcoin technical analysis. Tim, you've been taking a close look yeah. at the TA on Bitcoin recently and you made a very interesting prediction this morning about where we're going soon. Yeah. Can you can you kick us off? Well, so the first thing you got to when you start outside and you go to the bigger time frames and you start moving in, the picture becomes kind of clear. You guys are going to notice I have a little red wick right there. I'll explain that here in just a second. But what we do have right now on the daily chart, we have been overextended the Bollinger Bands for multiple days now. So it, it's one of those things that yeah, when you go down, you at least got to move sideways at some time to take a breath. The same way we talk about if you go up too fast as a bull, you got to take a breath of fresh air. Same thing, you bears. Even though I do think the bears are in control right now, it's time for Bitcoin to take a breath of fresh air, even potentially have a bullish fake out. And that's what I think we're watching for. But look at this Bollinger Bands right here. You know, Obviously, in the last day, we have a green candle. I expect this to continue. Maybe even part of tomorrow will be green. Our, our 20 daily SMA is coming down. It still is coming down, but we got to keep an eye on that. Where it gets interesting is, of course, you know, here we go, guys. Get your get your uh, get your uh, drinking ready because bullish divergence we have on the RSI. I didn't even say bullish RSI divergence, but there it is for you in case you play the game technically. We still have that set up, and despite this dip, that RSI is hanging tight, well above the twenty that we set way back here in January. But when the when you go on the four hourly chart, this is where I'm starting to look at what we have going on with our Bollinger Bands, and I'm I'm predicting that we're going to end up breaking above these Bollinger Bands, giving it a, a breath of fresh air. It's been a while since we've been at the top all the way back here early in May before this really big dip started. I do think this is going to kind of act as a bullish fake, a, a bullish trap where a lot of people are going to start getting relieved. We've had the fear and greed index down below 15 now for multiple days. We were down at 10 yesterday, even though we're rallying right now. I do think it's a day that people can make some money, especially if you're trading. You guys are going to see this red line here in just a second while I have it there. But I do expect that potentially we could get anywhere between 32 dollars to $33,000 before the end of the day or potentially 24 hours, meaning tomorrow morning. Why is that though? So now let's get really, really down into the weeds. Going down to the 15 minute chart, this is where this line is coming from. So this right here we had is called a bull pennant. Why is it called a bull pennant? Let me take my RSI down here for just a second. It's because we had a little flag right here, a little flag pole right here. Oop, did not grab my line there. Right here, we bottomed out. Nice, nice shadow right here. This is one of the candle patterns you can look at for reversal. We had a nice green shadow, but then popped back up. If we come to the top of this flag pole and project it out, that's where I'm I'm getting this prediction right here, and that comes up to about 33,000. Now, notice this is also really interesting. I talked about it yesterday. If I come down here and look at CME futures, remember what I talked about. There's a gap. I gotta go back out to the daily chart though. Now, remember I said there's a key gap, just like we came down and filled this one, and I don't think we're done feeling it. I do think we're coming back down to 25, if not lower, here in a little bit. But there is a gap that potentially we could start heading towards, and that is a gap that we set during the dip right here between 34.3 and about 35. 200 or so 35 it's kind of a reason right there 35 3 34 3 to 35 3 but potentially could bitcoin get even as high as that gap i'm not necessarily guaranteeing that it's interesting that that gap is sitting right there along with this flag uh prediction oh, i'm not in the right chart so i gotta go back to this one as along with this flag uh pole prediction and you guys are seeing we not only broke out of this little pennant right here we came down and tested former resistance as support as we begin to rally this is really interesting uh, again, I, I'm excited about what we're happening right, happening right here, even though we're going to go lower. Just so you guys know, I have uh, been entering trading recently. I, I made $3,000 yesterday in a trade, and I'm on pace today to make another $3,000. I'll keep you guys posted on that. I actually am going to start even a new challenge yet, but I don't even know if you know this. I've really wanted to get into leverage trading, but I, I'm playing the safe route. I don't want to go crazy with it, but I made a challenge for myself right now. I turned $12,000 into $15,000 yesterday with my trading portfolio. By the end of September, I want to turn that 15 into 50. If I do it before the end, I'm gonna start leverage trading. So I'll keep you guys updated on okay. what that's going on there. But again, what we're seeing right now in the technicals, if you are a trader, this this is, a, we talked about this for multiple days now. This is a, these are the times, the volatility are times where you can make a lot of money trading. And here's a day that could be a great potential green day for you. We will see though, we're still in a season of manipulation. There's no guarantees, but we are looking good for the rest of today. Well, good 
deal. Let's go ahead and take a look at those technicals one more time, though, because there are a lot of things going on down here. Looking at the hourly chart, too, you also see that Bitcoin may be forming an inverse head and shoulders pattern right here. We have a left shoulder right here uh, starting on the 9th of May and the 10th of May. Then we have a head right here that dropped us down on the 12th of May to our absolute low, just below $26,000. Then we have a right shoulder right here that could very well form in the next couple of days. That shoulder line would be right around $30,000. So if we do manage to have that rally that you've talked about up to thirty-two dollars to $33,000, and then we had a drop down here to about thirty k, that could form a right shoulder, which would give us an inverse head and shoulders pattern, which would have a price target, as we can see here, of $42,000. But here's the problem with that. To get to $42,000 from here is going to take a massive shift in investor confidence. And right now, that's just unlikely. It is possible that we see that, but I would say that it's unlikely. The way that we're seeing this market move, we're going to have to see a big turnaround in the sentiment of the space before we are going to be able to see a big rally like that. So I do think that $33,000 is very much in the cards, but I do also think that we need to, you know, we need to be uh, wishing on a wishing star to try and get Bitcoin to move to the upside right now. It may take a little bit of time. I do want to remind you guys also that our moving averages are looking phenomenal right now out on the weekly chart. The 200 weekly exponential moving average on Bitcoin sitting at $27,000. We've come down and tested that over the last few days. We have tested that multiple times in the history of Bitcoin and it marked the absolute bottom for the cryptocurrency. We can see that has happened three times in history on the 200 weekly EMA. Taking note of that right here. That's where we bottomed out. Right here, that's where we bottomed out. And right here, that's where we bottomed out. All three of those were followed by a major bullish event. We could see something very similar happen here with the bottom being between twenty dollars to $25,000, which is where we are have already bottomed out at some point in the next couple of weeks. And it's also important to realize the time frame here, guys. Bitcoin, as Tim said, is probably not just going to go straight down. It's probably going yeah. to have a decent size rally. In fact, it could have a rally up to 37, 38,000, and we'll look at those exact levels here in a little bit. But a good example of a level would be 37,000 because that's part of where we were bouncing before. Just take a look at 37k down here on the on the daily chart. Quite a lot of support right here. We found support on it here, resistance on it there. We can bring up our VPVR and I do believe 37k holds significance. Yes, it does. It's right next to the VPVR maximum at 38. So, it is possible that we could see a rally for ourselves all the way up to this resistance as built by the VPVR over the next couple of weeks, not the next couple of days. That's something that would probably take a while. And if that occurred out here on the weekly chart, that would actually end up following through with something that we would call Elliott wave theory. So this is an interesting uh, perspective to take right now. I think Elliott waves are very helpful for understanding major downtrends because a lot of times the market ends up following them. What we could see happen is a wave one to the downside that ended in January, wave two to the upside. We're in wave three to the downside now, wave four corrective movement to the upside and then wave five to the downside down around 20 to $22,000. So what I'm saying is that if we see a rally up to 38K, be very skeptical about it. We are in a very strong, very uh, powerfully confirmed downtrend right now. Mm. And I wouldn't want you thinking that this is over before it actually is. And I know what some of you guys are thinking. Oh, but Jeb, isn't it normally ABC corrections against the one, two, three, four, five movement to the upside? Well, it can be. It depends on how you want to use the Elliott waves. In this case, we actually really saw ABC to the upside, and now that means that maybe we're seeing one, two, three, four, five to the downside. Taking a look at this from our bottom in March 2020, we really saw ABC right there. Perhaps we're seeing an ABC movement to the upside, and then we're going to see a one, two, three, four, five movement to the downside just like this. As far as price targets are concerned, I wouldn't use Elliott Waves to find them. I would use our other analysis to find that. And like I've said, $20,000 is a major critical level of support. That's previous all-time high. Mm. There is no precedence in the history of cryptocurrency for Bitcoin to go back and backtest below a previously held all-time high that has been held for over a year. That has never once happened, at least to my knowledge. Uh, and I don't, I, I don't think that that would happen this time. So I do think that the absolute low for Bitcoin is $20,000 or somewhere in that zone. Maybn we could wick down to 18, but I don't think that's likely. Yeah. From there, we would probably see Bitcoin uh, bottom out somewhere between 20 to 22, and then we would start to see a slow and gradual movement to the upside rather than a massive explosive movement to the upside. It really depends on whether the retail comes in in a big way because of a catalytic event like a Bitcoin spot ETF in the United States, or if it doesn't happen <clears throat> and there's no catalytic event, we may see Bitcoin take off, but very slowly as we have in these previous markets. You might look at these markets and say, oh man, look, Bitcoin rallied so quickly. Well, in this case, it took a year and a half to get back to all-time high. In this case over here, it took 
two years to get back to all-time high. I'm not saying it's going to take that long this time, but my point is don't expect us to be back at all-time high anytime soon. Frankly, mm-hmm. at this rate, considering we just called a bear market, I would be surprised if you saw an all-time high Bitcoin this year. But that's a good thing because it gives you a year. It gives you seven months anyway to build up your skills, your expertise, your experience, and your portfolio at these low prices and during these low volatility times where you're not missing out on much so that when the next bull market runs, you're able to make the most of it. My final point before I throw it back to Tim for comment is that I got into cryptocurrency right here. I'm sorry, I got into cryptocurrency right here. I'll go ahead and draw the date as a vertical red line. This was the date that I got into cryptocurrency right there. July 31st, 2017. Notice something. I got in, you know, three-fifths of the way through the bull market, two-thirds of the way through the bull market. I made next to no money during this time. First of all, because I had no money because I was 17 years old, but also because I didn't have time during this bear market to prepare. I maybe made $150 during that bull market. I've made a couple million dollars in this bull market, and that's because I had this bear market to prepare. So I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. That's a blessing from the Lord I take no credit for. But what I am saying is that because I had this time to prepare my discipline, my mindset, my business, my portfolio, I was able to make the most out of this rally. So when you see Bitcoin going through this period of sideways movement over the next year, just realize that when it does inevitably, in my opinion, start running towards a million dollars this decade, if you missed out on the bear market, then you missed out on the bull market because the bull market's profits start during the bear market. And that's something we're going to hammer home this entire time, because if you don't understand it, you're going to bite yourself. You're going to bite yourself and you're going to wish you hadn't have done that when we do inevitably start hitting all time highs. And it's too late for you to make the most out of it. Yeah. And I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Here's another thing that people should keep in mind. If there was kind of a relief coming fundamentally from a more bearish sentiment right now, uh, then maybe you can make the case that what we just saw here see this candle on the four hourly chart a nice even though it's a red candle look at that shadow right there that that was a great indication that that was going to be a good spot to at least say get a relief but look at this volume right here what is this red volume telling me right now there's a lot of supply down here what are we in the season of we're in a season of where whales and institutions want to get as much supply as possible i mean two of these everyone wants as much supply as possible but they're the ones with the power and ability to manipulate the market to get that and so what you're seeing here is any trader is going to say all right if i bought here, but look at this volume. I can come up, get some profit, get a breath of fresh air, but guess what? I know there's a lot of supply down there. Just same as we saw this spike right here when we bottomed out at 3,000. Look at the green volume. This is demand. It did not match the supply. That means the supply is still there. We came over, same thing. We have a massive red histogram, meaning there's a lot of supply down here now. The green did not match it. For a reversal to happen, one of two things need to happen. Either one, the demand histograms outrank the red ones, the the supply histograms, meaning, okay, we just gobbled up all that supply, which we don't see right here. The other is we come back down to these levels or lower, but these red histograms, the supply is not as high. That means if we come down to these levels, we might not even make it down there because there's no more supply down there. That's what's going to tell the whale institution it's time to stop trying to force the market to the downside. As it it stands right now, nothing's 100%, but I'm pretty confident due to what I'm seeing with these volume candles, we're going to at least come back down around 25,000 or like Jeb is saying, maybe get closer to that 22, $20,000 level. Yeah. And I just, I, I just want you guys to realize, and I think we're seeing that on token metrics too. We, we, there are a lot of opportunities in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency right now. A lot of these markets are bottoming out in a big way. And we're going to talk about how we can make the most of that here in our discussion segment, mm-hmm. because a lot of these projects that you're watching right now that you may be in right now are probably going to go to zero. If you don't believe me, go check the price of Terra Luna. It literally is at 0.01. So I'm not trying to scare you, but now that we've entered a bear market, and many of you would probably argue that we were in a bear market before this, but now that we've confirmed a bear market, our strategy has to change. What we're going to be talking about is what does our strategy look like? Because we were in a bull market, uh, you know, a year ago. In this last year, we've been in a bull market, but we've been in kind of a pause on the bull market in an accumulation phase. That's what we've been talking about. Now, I just called a bear market yesterday, and the team, I believe, agrees with me. Yeah. So what does our strategy have to do? 
some strategies work best in one instance and some strategies work best in another instance. I'm sure there's a sports analogy somewhere that Tim could use, but the point is our strategy is going to have to change and we're going to talk about that here in just a second. Now we're going to jump into Super Chats, but I believe there's something that I need to throw to Tim for first and then we're going to do it. Yeah, you know, so a lot of people, I don't know how many people in the space are newer to it, but if you are somebody who wants to make money, especially if you want to get into trading and finding good spots to invest, but you're not necessarily a technical analyst and you're not necessarily a fundamental, fundamental expert, Here's a project, Token Metrics, that is actually, it was built for just that person. Now, I actually got to talk with one of their uh, the key team leaders who built the project. He was saying, yes, if you are a technical analyst, definitely use it. The heartbeat of Token Metrics was definitely built on fundamentals, but they just have some many cool things. For example, they have portfolios set up for you to let you know, hey, the best portfolio you could have right now to make some gains would be this. Now, uh, here's the thing about this. Right now, this is a great opportunity to also not only know when to get into a project, but know, hey, this is not a good time to be necessarily investing for the long term. Look at right now, even their their best suggestions, you'd be down on your ROI significantly. So it would help you know as a new person, hey, this is not my time to be investing. This is my time to just sit and wait for something good to pop up. For example, if I were to go to Bitcoin, let me type Bitcoin in and let you guys know what it's saying about it. Just to give you an example, it would let you know when a good time to buy, when a bad time to buy. And everyone who has followed this, come on, load for me here, website, it would would tell you, uh, you know, everyone who's followed this has gained 9x since they've uh, started this back a couple years ago. But right now, for example, I would look at this and say, if I'm thinking long-term trade or long-term investment on Bitcoin, 19% on the daily, 20 on the weekly, 25 on the monthly. No, this is not a time to to do some long-term investment. Now, if you're better, you can get some stuff done with trading, as I just talked about. But this is kind of even confirmation to me from a fundamental, fundamental standpoint. Hey, guys, I do not think we're about to see a Bitcoin rally whatsoever. But again, having tools like token metrics is super crucial. There's a link in the description down below if you want to use that. And again, especially if you want don't want to waste time having to read through all the articles and paying attention to everything that's happening, this will give you a rating system on what projects are doing really well and what ones are not. So you know, as a noob, is it good to get in? Is it bad to get in? Absolutely. And guys, a couple final things before we jump into our first super chat segment. First and foremost, we have over 2,000 people watching, only 372 likes. I don't think that is a very solid ratio right there. I think we can get up to 700 likes here in the next couple of minutes. So if you haven't already, we would very much appreciate if you would consider hitting the like button. It helps to support the channel, helps to boost us in the YouTube algorithm. So thank you very much to everyone who has done that. And thank you very much if you choose to do that. The other thing I want to say is that the next round of beta on Club DeFi should be going live here in the next week or two. I don't have the exact date of when that's going to open and how many seats they're going to be exactly from Shannon, but it should be at least 200 and it should be within the next two weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Club DeFi is expanding. We have a couple thousand people wanting to jump into Club DeFi right now, and we haven't even done any advertising for it. We've only talked about it on the show. So Club DeFi is going to be huge, guys. The Discord with only 200 people in Club DeFi is already very active. There's people talking over there every single day. There's a lot of memes in there. It's really doing really well. we got Groovy in there, Cryptex, Joffrey, uh, Joffrey Fritz, Amaka, the classic IT guy, Alex Green, Marketing Man Shan. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people in here. Uh, TZ's in here also. Uh, yeah. Cold Loif. 86, ton of people in the Discord. Really, really excited about that. So be on the lookout for that. If you don't know what Club DeFi is, go to clubdefi.com and you'll get a little bit of a teaser. But let's go ahead and jump into reading some super chats. Thank you yep. for hitting that like button. Guys. I'm going to have to give a task to Smay. Just so you guys know, even though he's on camera, he is in the room doing some training with T Shroom. So I put a one of the members' chats in here, and I think it it messed with TZ a little bit. I think he thought it was yesterday's. So he accidentally deleted it in the form. Can you go back early in the show and find me that uh, members' chat? But I do have two more here, super chats that I want to read. One from Butch. Ooh, Ditburner. Nice. All right. Dogecoin started in 2013. Poker Sheebs was a thing. That's right. Yeah. Club DeFi. What, I'm, Club DeFi. I'm sorry. Dogecoin? Dogecoin was actually started a lot earlier in 2017. It started getting big in 2017. Excuse me. I, I did misspeak earlier. I remember that it was built, that it launched in 2013 because it's actually a hard fork of Bitcoin. I thought, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. A lot of people don't know that, but I believe it's actually a hard fork of Bitcoin technically, just like Litecoin is. Mm. So, yeah. We got one that's very... Very topical based off of the discussion we're about to have, but Sebastian Licona said bear markets mint Bitcoin maxis. 
Yeah, that's that's true. They do. And that leads us very well into our discussion that we're going to have in a second. Yeah, I'm looking to see if we have any. I know we have that members chat. And again, that TZ just said, sorry, Tim, my fault. No, that was my fault. I shouldn't have put it there because you probably thought it was yesterday's. But we're going to make sure we get that one and uh, get it back to you guys. But I think with that being said, I think we can go in transition. We'll get that chat here at the end of the stream. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, we also do want to mention that some people from our team are going to be a consensus this year in Austin, Texas. We are excited to announce that some of our team are going to be at the conference in just a few short weeks. The 2022 consensus is a showcase and celebration of all that crypto has to offer. Thousands of the world's brightest minds and impactful voices will take over Austin, Texas, June 9th to June 12th. This is the only conference covering all sides of blockchain, crypto, Web3, and the metaverse hosted by Coindesk. Consensus is the world's biggest and longest running crypto conference to date. And Tim, I do believe that you're going to be there. Isn't that I'm, right? I'm going to be there. I'm super excited to get to go meet more people. You know what I'm even more excited about? This might be the most exciting thing of it all. You know, throughout this channel, you, we've gotten to meet a lot of people. And, and some of you guys we've gotten to meet. I got to meet Matt C. in person at Bitcoin uh, 2022. And guess what? I'm going to get to room with Matt C., at the conference. And here's what's even cooler is we got to talk about yesterday. Tomorrow morning when we do Between Two Coins episode seven, guess who we interviewed? Mr. Matt C. So make sure you get to watch that video. And also, if you want to come see me, Greg, and Matt C., and I believe that we're trying to get Tom Wilkes in there as well. If you want to come see us, uh, make sure you go sign up because there's still room and it's going to be a great conference. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so guys, all, it's going to be a great conference. I would, I wanted to be there. I'm not going to be there because yeah. we actually move into our new house a week before it starts. Oh, wow. So that's, nice. that's going to, yeah, we move in June 2nd. So we got a lot going on there. Uh, so we will pro I will be at future conferences, I believe, but at that one, I will not be, unfortunately, but that's okay. Tim will be there, and he will be I'll carrying represent. strong. He'll be representing. He's doing a great job representing when I've been out over the last couple of weeks. Thank you very much for that, buddy. The channel's a lot easier to run when we have two voices on the channel that uh, are very uh, that are uh, that are good at what they do. So thank you very much. And I uh, did want to just answer one question here about Club DeFi so that everybody knows. Let's see here. I believe uh, Press O'Neill asked this. If I am a member of CT2A, am I a member of Club DeFi at CryptoJeb? So you get three free months of Club DeFi. Club DeFi is currently a $15 a month subscription. At launch, it will probably go up to $30. So you want to get in Club DeFi now because if you get in later, the price is going to be double and you will get grandfathered with that $15 a month price that is currently being offered at because it is in an early access beta form. If you are a CT2A member, you will still get $15 a month grandfathered forever, but you'll also get three free months to start with. We have 200 people in Club DeFi right now. About 100 of them were CT2A alumni and they're not paying anything right now. They're in it for free. So that saves you some money there. So Press O'Neill, shoot us a, shoot us an email, support at CryptoJeb.com or go to ClubDeFi.com and sign up and you will get in our list so that when ClubDeFi goes into its next round of beta, hopefully you will be able to get in. We have a lot of people trying to get into ClubDeFi right now, though, guys. I think there's like 1,000 or 2,000 people on our list right now that want in that we're not letting in because it's in a closed beta. So can't guarantee that you'll be able to get in in the next round of beta, but we are looking for a full launch in the next three months or so. So be on the lookout for that. But let's go ahead and jump into our discussion. The big idea. What is it? Has crypto begun a massive Darwinian event? Or as someone pointed out in the chat earlier, would it be a, cat a catastrophism event? Essentially, what we're talking about here is not to scare you, but this would be the Darwinian idea anyway, or the competing theory of catastrophic. Uh, catastrophicism. I think I said that right. I don't think I said that right. Anyway, the point is, is this a massive event where we're going to see a giant catastrophe come in and wipe out a huge portion of the cryptocurrency space? Well, that's what we're going to be discussing right now. Give me one second. I want to pull up a tweet here. Over here on Twitter, we have... Uh, uh, Gareth Soloway, who is basically saying that we are looking at what may end up being a massive Darwinian event. Let me go ahead and pull this up the old-fashioned way because the link in our planning document is going to someone else, going to a different tweet that we're going to be looking at. I have at it, I have it on second. my screen if you want to Do go you mine. go ahead yeah. and pull it up? Yeah, no, right here he said, remember in October 2021, I'm going to talk about this for a second because I, I have another memory too. Well, but he said, when Bitcoin would head to 20K and the cause would be a deleveraging event, welcome to the deleveraging event, and it's not over yet. Also, that 90% of crypto needs to be wiped out in a Darwinian event. It has started. Hashtag Luna. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag Luna. You that know, when I read this this morning, uh, when T well, actually, we talked about it a little bit yesterday because this is an older tweet, but when we were talking about it this morning, Jeb, this is one of my first memories of 
being on the show before I was crypto literate, when I really didn't have much of an opinion on most things, I was trying to learn and kind of dig through the weeds. I vividly remember a discussion you had on one of these streams where you talked about, you didn't know which ones, but the chances of all these altcoins that people are falling in love with existing long-term was just not there. I don't know yeah, if you put the 90% true. number on it, but I remember yeah. you calling and saying, guys, this is just a, a like it, a lot of these are just fads and they they're are. going to die very quickly. Yep. So, you know, we're starting to see that come to fruition. Who would have known, you know, here a couple weeks ago, who would have known, who would have guessed or put money down that Luna would be not only one of them, but the first? Yeah, for real. Let me let me just, I have an unorthodox uh, history of most popular website. I have an unorthodox way to make this point here. I'm not going to show it on stream, but check out my uh, screen right here. Go watch this video after the stream is over. Most popular websites from 1996 to 2019 in one given year or even in a period of five given years. We're like, oh yeah, that's the most popular website right there. That is the most popular site on the internet. And these are the top five. So what changes? Well, what changes is that things come in and out of fruition. Things come in and out of fad. You know, things move around. You can also look at these videos, for example, history of mobile phone producers, and you'll end up seeing that. And what ends up happening is that certain sites are at the top. You know, you used to have AOL was at the top. You used to have Yahoo was at the top. You used to have different sites like that. You know, Motorola used to be the biggest cell phone producer. A lot of people don't realize that. These things change, especially in early industries. If you go back to the dot-com bubble, there are a ton of different companies and websites that were huge, that are non-existent now or are worth almost nothing. You know, some of them survived and just didn't do very well. Some of them survived and thrived. Some of them didn't even exist yet. And that's what we're seeing in cryptocurrency right now. Some of them are going to go straight to zero. Luna being a good example of that. Yeah. And some of them that are at rank number 80 right now are going to be rank number seven in five years. And the question that we have to answer is, one, how do we shift our strategy now that we've gone into a bear market so that we are staying safe, but also being able to make the most of these investments. And two, how do we pick them? How do we pick the cryptocurrencies that are going to do well? Because when I got into crypto, we were at the end of a bull, a bull market. My first real experience where I really actually knew what I was doing in crypto was in a bear market. And I was presented with that challenge in 2018. And I was able to pick some winners and I picked some losers. I remember I bought some EOS. It's worth next to nothing now. EOS is, I don't know if you'd call it a dead project, but it's not doing a whole lot. It's ranked number 44, used to be in the top 10. I remember when $1.45 was nothing because you go back to all time high. I remember when it was trading at 17, 18, 20 dollars when there was, I forget what it was called, but there was a very significant update that happened on EOS back here. We can go to EOS right now and I'll show you. I may even have some technical analysis on it from years and years and years ago, going back to 2018. Let me see if I can find this actually, just so I can make it, just so I can make the point here. Bitfinex over, I remember this right here, this movement back over here on the daily chart. I remember doing analysis on this. You can go back on the channel and I was talking about how, hey, EOS is looking really good. It had this drop down to $4, rallied all the way up to 24. We were very excited about this. We were hoping, okay, it's going to go to 100. Nope, never happened. It's trading at $1.40 right now. I'm not saying the project's completely dead. I don't know whether it is or not because I haven't followed it in three years because it is a dying project. The point is the price isn't there anymore. Which projects in the top 10 are going to become the backbone of Web3 and this future world of decentralization? And which ones are going to slide down coin market cap into oblivion? That's the primary statement that we are going to be discussing. Tim, what are some of the altcoins that you think are actually going to survive and which ones are going to die? See, that's the thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. And that's why people need to be paying attention to this and every altcoin that they're invested in right now very closely. Uh, even your stable coins. Again, that's, we're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. But there's no guarantee which ones will still be here. I do believe ones like Bitcoin and Ethereum are safe, and that's that's where you come into that you know that super chat talking about bear markets create Bitcoin maxis or mint Bitcoin maxis. Well, that's a true statement, and not that I'm saying you should become a Bitcoin maxi, but this is the season where you probably should be moving some. I'm not saying all, but some of your altcoin holdings into Bitcoin because of the stability and surety of Bitcoin versus the rest of the altcoin space. Again, if you were to tell me one, I don't know because you know we just saw Luna be number one, I would not have said Luna. In fact, I probably wouldn't even put Luna there. But something we talked about in our interview with Matt C uh, that's going to be coming out tomorrow that we'll kind of reference here right now is I believe that we what we just saw happen with Luna is a wake-up call 
for yeah. every single person to start doing their research about teams and about projects and what is happening there. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people right now are getting into projects based off of hype or someone else's suggestion. And I, I'm guilty of that too. I have definitely gotten into projects before I knew what I was doing. But I'm not saying you don't necessarily, you can't do it ever. Bull markets are where you do that, not where you do coming down into a bear market. But at the same time, you gotta start doing your research to know for yourself, is this actually quality? And to me, even though I respect and, and believe that people should, even with Cardano, as much as I love it, you should even look at your Cardano holdings with caution because nothing's guaranteed. But the reason I like Cardano and the reason I'm tempted to put Cardano into my safe boat is because unlike projects like Luna and Solana and some of these other ones that came out roaring with all these different uses and they were hyped up and hyped up and hyped up. And then we found out a little bit later, well, they, those projects had a little bit of quirks to them. They weren't necessarily quite ready yet. Whereas we got Charles Hoskinson sitting over here, not long a single thing until he was confident that it would be used properly. I think we're going to see projects that start having that type of thought that have good quality teams with good histories in the blockchain technology space, as well as them waiting for things to actually work to launch them. Those are the ones I'm looking at. And some ones that I'm really, I like right now, uh, as far as those ones outside of Bitcoin and Ethereum would probably be Cardano. And then the other one is Dot. I think Dot has a very solid team. I think that they have not ridden based off of hype, but they have That's ridden right. based off of fundamentals and things actually working whereas there's some there's some things lacking i think we definitely saw with luna and then now you know i'm, I'm questioning so i don't hold solana anymore i got out of it actually and i was in a trade and got out of that trade solana is one that i'm kind of sitting here saying "Ooh, is really hyped but were the fundamentals and was the productivity actually there i need to do more research before i safely go back into that investment yeah and see there's a big difference between hype that is generated by the development team and hype that is generated by the community there's a lot of hype that's generated by the cardano community and by Charles Hoskinson just speaking frankly but you also have some other projects where the hype is generated by the development team as a marketing ploy Bitcoin did not need any marketing to go to one and a half trillion dollars in market capitalization it just didn't need it it got there on its own merit and if these projects really are going to do something in the future and really have long-term potential they have to be able to do it on their own merit on their own fundamentals without good marketing marketing always must be downstream of product we know that as a company we have products that we sell that's what we do that's our business. We teach you guys cryptocurrency. We have a business. And when we are selling products, we have to make absolutely sure. This is why I took Club DeFi a year and a half from inception to actually going into a closed beta. It was a secret for 18 months because we want to make sure that the product is rock solid before we release it. And if we do release an under uh, 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 a beta form, we want to make sure that we're doing it correctly because marketing has to be downstream of the product. And that's what we're seeing happen with projects like Cardano. So yeah, I think Cardano is going to be a good one, but I would agree with you, Tim. I think yeah. it needs to be in that speculative space because the only two real proven projects right now are Bitcoin and Ethereum. At the end of the last bull market, I would have only said Bitcoin. Ethereum, I believe, only became a proven project in the last four years. It's doing very well for itself. The point is, now our strategy has to change. The first part of our strategy, hit the like button. The second part of the strategy <laughs> is we have to make sure that we're being more conservative. In traditional financial yeah. investment spaces, you have a concept called risk on, risk off asset, uh, risk on, risk off investment. When you're in the first third of a bull market, that's when you want to start getting risk on. That's when you want to start saying, okay, these are the projects, these are the companies, these are the stocks or commodities that are not performing very well or just stop performing entirely. This is the time where we look and say, you know, um, uh, Blockbuster just didn't survive that period, so we're not going to invest in that. You come out of a bear market, you go into a bull market, and you say, okay, EOS doesn't look like it's going to do very well in the next bull market. In the first third of a bull market, that's when you when you really want to start loading up mm -hmm. your bags. During the beginning of the bear market and through the bear market, no, 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 no. no. You want to be more risk off. You want to say, hey, I'm going into hibernation. I'm going to say, I'm going to keep my wealth as safe as I can in low-risk assets, risk-off assets like Bitcoin, like Ethereum, maybe even in... Uh, at this point, I don't even know if I would recommend a stable coin, but the point is yeah. in some kind of cash reserve, maybe in U.S. dollars, and hold it for that first third of the bull market. Now is the time to accumulate. And yes, you can accumulate some small caps, but you might want to change your balance of your portfolio from, you know, maybe 60% is in Bitcoin and Ethereum or 50% is in Bitcoin or Ethereum to 80 or 90% is in Bitcoin and Ethereum. And you're loading up just a little bit on small cap assets. The thing to keep in mind, these altcoins that are 
in the top five, top 10, top 20, top 30, they could probably 100x in the, during the next bull market. I could easily see Cardano going from 58 cents to $20 in the next three, five years. Mm. That's very much in the card. So loading up on a little bit of these altcoins is actually going to have probably just as proportional of a gain as loading up a lot of bit on Bitcoin and Ethereum because they're going to move proportionally less than these altcoins, which are small. So you don't need to put as much in the altcoins as you do need to put into Bitcoin and Ethereum because Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to have smaller gains that are more stable, but the altcoins are going to have bigger gains that are less reliable. Yeah. And you, you know, Jeb, Go ahead. the other thing that we need to talk about here, and we, we've mentioned it, I said a little bit about it, you said a little bit about it, but in a season right now, a lot of people, I think, would be tempted to be moving their money from altcoins, even from Bitcoin, as they wait for prices to come down, yeah. into stable coins to then wait to get a better buy spot. But now, with what we saw with Luna and Terra, because that was both a coin and a stable coin, can we be trusting stable coins right now? Even, I think, Tether yeah. the other day would drop, I, I don't know if it was technically an all-time low, but it dropped way farther than it has been in multiple years. So even that, I want to hear what your take is on that, Jeb. What is your faith like right now in stable coins, especially with, again, as much as there could be some fundamental things that happen with uh, Terra Luna, there's also that speculation, and we have a whole video about the potential manipulation that happened to force it out with the upcoming events of CBDCs. Yeah. Can we trust stable coins right now? It's really a good question because stable coins have been under attack in a big way. On the 12th, which was yesterday, we saw... Te uh, sorry, not Terra. Tether dropped down to 95 cents. It got in danger of losing its peg. Now, it doesn't operate in the same way that Terra USD does, but that was the biggest drop that we've seen in a year. In fact, if you go into all time, I do believe that's the biggest drop we've ever seen. No, I take that back. In 2017, it dropped down to 92 cents. So it dropped as low as it had since March of 2017. It's been over four years since, it's been over five years since we had a drop of that magnitude. I don't think we went that low here in 2020. No, we didn't. During the, the pandemic drop, it only went down to 97 cents. So yeah, you have to be a little more careful with, with stable coins now. Guys, what we talked mm -hmm. about goes just as much for stable coins as it does for the cryptocurrencies, uh, for the altcoins. You know, it, it's almost, I almost feel wrong for saying this, but it might not be a bad idea to store some of your money in some kind of other stable asset. Sorry, not stable asset. Some kind of other non-cryptocurrency asset like US dollars. There's not a bad idea to have just straight cash on the side because the fact of the matter is Tether USD is pegged to the US dollar. Tether USDT has the potential of God knows what happening to it, and then you losing your cash on hand. The US dollar is at least a little bit more predictable in what it's going to do. It's not going to drop to zero, not in the next you know one year. It, it will eventually, but it's not going to happen overnight. At least you can predict what's going to happen to it, and, Tara, and Tether follows it anyway. So it might be a good idea to hold it in something like cash. There's a cash account over on, Coin, uh, over on Coinbase, for example. There's not a stable coin. It's just cash. You can hold it in there, and it's pegged to the US dollar. It's not a cryptocurrency. It's, just, it's their centralized way of doing it. I'm all for doing it decentralized, but right now, I don't know if we can trust any of these stable coins. So the point is, we're going into a period of hibernation, but we're not going into a period of stagnation. That's the big difference. We're going into a period of hibernation, not stagnation. We're going to take our time. We're going to get conservative. We're going to pack on the fat. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hold on tight, and we're going to wait for the new bull market to start and we're gonna start building. We're gonna start growing. You're gonna see our YouTube channel do this. What a lot of YouTubers did in 2018 is they disappeared. They got they got rich in 2017, gone in 2018 because they already made their money and they were gone and they weren't in the crypto space for the right reason. I'm not gonna name any names, but I remember in 2017, the YouTube space, completely different from what it is right now. All of your favorite YouTubers who I have a lot of respect for, they weren't here at that time just because they hadn't started their channel yet. Most of the big YouTubers right now started their channel at the beginning of 2018 during the bear market or after that. Most of the big guys, they weren't here yet. Now, I'm not saying they did anything wrong. I'm just saying they weren't here yet. They just hadn't started their channel yet. And you're going to see some YouTubers, some influencers say like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to just take a back seat and I'm going to back off and I'm going to say, okay, I'll come back during the next bull market. That's not what we're going to do because we're going to follow our own advice and we're going to say, no, we're going to double down and we're going to get better and we're going to make the most of the next bull market because your success in the next bull market, our success in the next bull market is predicated on how we spend the bear market. Mm. We're going to double down. We're going to improve our content. We're going to launch new content streams. We're going to get Club DeFi up and full launch and we're going to absolutely double 
double down on our content here on YouTube and our investments so when the bull market comes, we can survive but also thrive. We want you to do the same thing. And the way we do that is by being conservative at this point and investing, yes, a little bit in altcoins, but mainly in ourselves because that's the best investment that you will ever make. Yeah, so Jeb, what is the big takeaway that we can really let people have as we transition now, you're coming out of this and we're gonna wrap the show up here in the next couple of minutes. Yeah. You know, what is the takeaway? If anyone watching right now, what should they be doing in your opinion right now? Yeah, it's a great question, Tim. The first thing that you wanna do is you wanna be very careful about investing in high risk assets right now. In the first third of a bull market, when you start to see the fledgling new altcoins coming into fruition, you're going to find great opportunities. They're going to show up, but many of them are seeds right now. They haven't broken the surface yet, but you're going to see little saplings come up and you're gonna say, man, that's a healthy looking tree right there. I might wanna buy some of that following the analogy. And you're going to find great opportunities in the first third of a bull market to invest in high risk assets after we've realized, hey, Bitcoin's back at $45,000, back at $50,000, $60,000. Looks like we're going to a quarter million. Now I'm gonna go find some altcoins that are gonna 100X. Now's not the time to do that, in my opinion. Now is the time, and in the opinion of our channel and our team, now is the time to get more conservative in your investment, be in a risk off risk off position, maybe even take up some gold, for example. I very rarely said, that might be the first time in five years I've ever said that on the channel. Now might not be a bad time to put 5% in gold, just so you have something that's a little bit more stable, mm-hmm. kind of like a stable coin that's a hedge against inflation besides Bitcoin, because normally I'd say a stable coin or some other altcoins going into a bear market. Yeah. Um, now's not the time to get into high risk assets. Now's the time to stack cash load up on it. So the first third of that bull market, that's where you can really go. So what's the point here? Stack up on Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yes, continue doing that. Continue dollar cost averaging. Have a small amount of investment in altcoins, maybe 5, 10, 20% of your portfolio, but then also make sure you're sitting on a large cash reserve because when the next bull market starts, some opportunities are going to present themselves and you're going to want to make sure that you are there to make the most of them. Most people did not get rich investing in real estate in 2008 at the bottom. They got rich investing in real estate at the first leg to the upside in 2010. See how that works? Because they didn't know what parts of the country were going to do very well until they'd seen a little bit of data of the new trend. If we're trying to invest in the altcoins right now, we don't see the data yet. We don't know where the trend is going. We don't know what altcoins are going to do well. After we have a little bit of data during the new bull market trend, then that's where we're going to be able to make some of those better investments. Yeah. That is my take on it. You know, I, I, and as we close this out, my even thought is, I've been seeing this for a while, but this is a great time to do it. I the mindset that everyone should have right now if they have not already gotten here already because altcoins were really attractive a lot of people were tempted to just say hey well, I can make a lot of money with altcoins and that's okay you can make money with altcoins but your mindset should be how can I get the most satoshis I can get this is a great season if you're not a one corner become a one corner if you're working yeah, and real. your goal is to get to 10 coins this is a great it's season to do it your US dollar amount might not be very high but it in terms of getting those coins now for the future to invest in altcoins back in a bull market to invest in other places is good. And so even what Jeb is saying, investing in gold, even the US dollar. I mean, if you're looking at the Dixie right now, the, the, the dollar is up. We know it's dying, but right now the value is up. So even for me, I might even move some of my stuff out of even Bitcoin for the sole purpose, not because I want the most US dollars, but because it's in a season where if I trade that to dollars and I move it to dollars or to gold or something else and wait for another Bitcoin dip, I can turn, like right now in my holding portfolio, I have one Bitcoin. I did some math. If I do it correctly, I could potentially turn that one here in the next couple of days, if not uh, uh, hours, and, you know, into 1.4 Bitcoin. And then I keep doing a transition like that. I could turn it into 1.5 or, or even up to two Bitcoin. This is the season you do it, but your mindset should be, how can I get the supply? That's what the institutions are doing. That's what the whales are doing. So you as a retail investor, what can I do to gather up more supply of Bitcoin? This is the best season to do it. Take advantage of it. Exactly. And guys, you're probably going to see a 5 to 10x on Bitcoin and Ethereum in the next bull market. You're probably going to see a 20 to 50x on a lot of these altcoins in the next bull market. Because I think in the next bull market, we're going to go to $20 trillion. We went to $3 trillion during this bull market. There's a lot of money to be made, but make sure you have cash on the side. Just to give you an example, most of the Ethereum I have, which I have a lot of Ethereum right now, most of the Ethereum I have, I bought at $120 to $250 back during the drop in 2020. That was only two years ago. That, that was only two years ago. So if you're willing to have the patience and willing to put in the time to invest in yourself and your own education, you're going to do just fine. 
And by the way, if you want to learn how to make the most out of this cryptocurrency bear market and get ready for the bull market, the best place to do it is clubdefi.com. Take a look at my screen here. Clubdefi.com is up right now. It is in a closed beta, but you can take a look over here, check it out, and you can sign up right here to get in our list for future updates regarding early access events and membership openings. Go ahead and type your name, email, and phone number, and we will get to you as soon as we're able. Some new openings will yeah. be coming up relatively soon. We got a, we got a handful of super chats here. Pretty diverse ones, too. So uh, we're going to knock these out one by one. Dapper Crypto said, okay, so P2E game. I, I don't know. Play to earn. Play to earn. Okay. P2E game ha, uh, at Gods of Asgard P2E. Check them out. Okay. So they're, I don't, you know, if you're into gaming, go for it. Thank you for the, the donation. Butch didn't, the uh, Ditburner again said, which site do you perform your crypto trades on? So I'm assuming he's talking to me since I was talking about yeah, earlier. He's talking to you. you know, this is something I'm actually really exploring, Butch. Uh, this is not, we don't have, I don't even think we have an affiliate with them. I use Coinbase Pro at this moment. As I told you, I'm not doing leverage trading. And and as people have said in chat after I talked about my, my goal of starting to do it, absolutely wise. Do not do not just jump into leverage trading. When I do jump into leverage trading, I'm planning on making sure I always set a stop loss and I'm gonna be conservative with it too. I'm gonna risk losing some trades but I'm not gonna lose that much on them. But I wanna make sure I have a good mindset and continue to practice that before I move on. So right now, Coinbase Pro, I am looking into some others. I'm doing a lot of reviews. Uh, last night, actually, I couldn't go to sleep. I had some insomnia, so I actually just was researching a bunch of exchanges, looking at fees, looking at reliability, looking at the, abil- the ability to liquidate. Obviously, we had some issues with a couple exchanges back here in 2021. So I'm gonna do my due diligence, but for right now, uh, I'm using Coinbase Pro would be the answer to that question. There you go. Uh, anyone, I mean, T-Shirm, did you have any other one you like? I know you I use Robinhood. Pro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Robinhood. It, yes, it's it, terrible. But I mean, it is, is it technically it, a wallet now? Cause you can, I can withdraw. Did you say it's terrible? It's, so Robinhood was one I was doing research on last night. And of course, we all remember the stories of Robinhood where people were not allowed to get in during a pump. And then there's a problem when they weren't allowed to get out during one of the dips. And and I I scoured to find, did Robinhood address this? Did Robinhood come out and say, hey, guys, we understand this was a problem, but we've made these measures to fix this. So right now, as Robinhood is attractive with that no fees, it's not attractive in the sense of could I make a lot of money and then when it's time to take profit, they block me or, uh, you know, vice versa. Wow. We just had a massive dip. It's time to buy in and they block me from that too. I, uh, at this point I'm leaning away from Robinhood, but we'll see. Uh, Corey said dot and chain link are the only ones outside of ADA and ETH. I feel comfortable gathering. Uh, that was okay. So dot was in my list. Chain, I forgot Chainlink. Chainlink chain was another one. one that I do think has chain some confidence. Yeah. I have some confidence in Chainlink. Uh, Cryptex. Cryptex said regarding Jeb's tweet earlier, you guys have opened my eyes to Christ and so much more. It has changed my life. Appreciate you guys a lot. God bless. That's great. I appreciate you know, that. Yeah. That, that's, I, I, I want people that's to what know. We want. We do not want to shove anything down anyone's throats. That's actually really important to us. The, the yeah. history of the hurt that the church has done to people, yeah. we are very aware of. We want you to know, though, it is what, I mean, it's the reason we get up in the morning. I, I wouldn't be getting up in the morning if it was not for my relationship with Christ. That's not to push on anyone else, but for anyone who does not have hope, uh, I would strongly consider picking up a Bible and just reading, just learning. If yeah. you find something else, the truth is, even though I believe that Christ is the one and only way, I want you guys to have peace. And if you can find that with something else, go for it. But all roads for me have always come back to him, so I will never deny him. And I know Jeb's in that exact same boat. Yeah, that's absolutely so I'm, right. So I'm sorry if you guys don't like that. That's that's just part of who we are. SimpleMan699 yeah. said, hi, guys. Quick question about Cardano. What are the chances of Cardano going up again towards the next hard fork in June? Regards, SimpleMan699. Well, Greg seems to think that's what's going to happen. we got yeah. Vasil coming up, and it probably will have an impact on it. The problem is, is that Vasil and the hard forks on Cardano act like catalytic events. And if there's not an uptrend then there's nothing to catalyze. So again, I've talked about what a catalyze, what a catalytic reaction is in chemistry. You have a reaction going on, you add a catalyst, and then it goes faster. Well, if there's not an uptrend, that's not going to make anything go faster because there's no uptrend to make it go faster. So if there's not an uptrend on Cardano, then I don't think it's going to have that big of an impact, unfortunately, but it will impact the fundamentals long-term, which will have an impact on the price in the long run. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it'll have an immediate impact, but it will absolutely have an impact. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see when it launches in the in the 
you know, whether this is the beginning or the middle or the end, whatever you want to call it, of the bear market. Because, yes, when we've seen hard forks in the past during bull markets, it was really nice and easy to say, oh, it led to a rally. Uh, I think we want to I think that's kind of a wait and watch and not try to necessarily predict perfectly. What you can do, though, is continue to watch the tech, the technicals. That is a fundamental development that should be bullish pressure. But keep watching the charts for good trade and investing opportunities there. Yeah, so absolutely. That's that's all I see here from Super Chats. And so that that. Uh, this is again. I'm going to take complete ownership on this, and I can't remember who gave it. So if you gave that members uh, chat earlier, and I wasn't able to read it, uh, if you can comment on it now, and I can try to get it before we close up as Jeb wraps the show up, I will do that. Otherwise, we're going to have to get that on Monday because I mean, Smee yeah. was trying to look for it, and unless we won't be able to get back to it until the end of the stream, and we can go back in and watch from the beginning. So I completely apologize. I am so sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. But we will try to find that, and if not, you can go ahead and type it back in chat to whoever said that. Guys, we're going to wrap out the show here. But first of all, thank. Thank you so very much for watching. If you did enjoy today's show, consider hitting that like button. It helps to support the channel. Let's see if we can't get to about 1,200 likes here in the next couple of minutes. Really helps to support us, push us in the YouTube algorithm, and make sure to get hyped for Club DeFi. There are 200 people in right now because there were only 200 seats available. We filled 500 signups to get on our list, our exclusive list, within 24 hours when we announced it a little over a month ago. We have thousands of people trying to get in right now, so it is very exclusive at the moment. Luckily, we have those 200 people be able to get in. It filled up very quickly from our list. So make sure that you check it out. You can go to clubdefi.com, get on our list with the with the uh, instructions at the very top of that page. We will be opening another another few hundred seats here in a little over a week. If I uh, have my information on that correct, I do believe it'll be about a week from now that we open a few hundred more seats. And we are looking forward to having more and more of you guys join that community and grow alongside us because the Discord server is already doing very well. By the way, if you don't know what Club DeFi is, it is the educational platform that's about to revolutionize education in crypto. We have been constantly harping on, if you want to be successful in crypto, then you must educate yourself. And we put our money where our mouth is. For the last four years, we had been offering CT2A, the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. That is now antiquated and retired. And everyone who was in CT2A will get three months free in Club DeFi as a reward for their early support of the channel. Club DeFi is about to go to hundreds of thousands of people and teach just so many people about what cryptocurrency is, how to succeed in it, and how to thrive in it. Right now, there are over 75 videos on the platform. We're releasing a course every single month, whereas CT2A was the course that we sold for four years. Now we're releasing one every month on Club DeFi. We also have a Discord server, a massive community that is growing. We're, we're going to have office hours, webinars, teaching, coaching, all kinds of different things, a lot of community features, events, maybe even meetups in the future. That's one of the things that we're talking about. We're very excited for it. We are about to take over the education space in crypto. That is our promise to you. And we are looking forward to you coming along for the ride with us. Guys, all that we got for you today. Make sure to check out iTrust Capital. And make sure to be on the lookout for Tim at Consensus if you are going. We are very much looking forward to seeing you guys there. iTrust Capital is a great place, by the way, during a bear market to go ahead and get some long-term investment in crypto because you're probably going to want to be holding the Bitcoin that you buy now for many years. Putting it in an IRA is definitely going to help you with saving on those taxes. So check them out. The link is in the description box down below. Tyler Smith just said Club DeFi has been therapy during bear markets. That is a good one. Definitely check out Club DeFi. Anyway, guys, before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching. As always, I will see you on Monday, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McAfee Media.